Of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. 
I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. And you just heard Last Import song, Dial Tone, off of their self-titled record. Thank you for joining for this week's episode. I am so grateful to everyone who's been listening. In the years since I've been able to even get any kind of metrics on the podcast, over 5,100 streams have been caught by my hosting service, Podbean. That is huge. I've seen at least 3,000 of those since Fest alone. So thank you to everyone who's been tuning in and supporting each week as I crank out episodes. I'm going on a little vacation to do all things Star Wars at this sick convention called Celebration. It's going to be an awesome time for me to geek out, cry over my favorite space heroes, and chill with friends local to the Chicago area. I might try to even get some cool autographs like Peter Mayhew, aka the OG Chewbacca, hell yeah. Um, But I really appreciate everyone's support for me taking a couple weeks off. Self-care is mega important to me, whether it's just taking a breather or putting my attention on something else that I dearly love. I'll be back around April 23rd with tons of new guests that I'm sure you'll be delighted to meet. But before all that, I have a special guest joining me for this week. This week, I'm joined by Colleen Cowie, founder and editor of the online blog, Pass the Mic. Colleen started Pass the Mic as a project while studying for her degree, but it quickly became a rising blog. Pass the Mic focuses on different non-men and LGBTQIA, from her favorite local performers to the people who work within the business side of the industry. Colleen makes a point to have a variety of conversations that allow her readers to get to know the people behind the art and craft which really make for rich storytelling. Colleen joins to talk about all this and more, but before we get into everything, let's hear one of her favorite bands, Ahem, with their song, Bluebird. Stone. 
The weather's been amazing in Minneapolis. It's finally feeling like spring, so I'm super happy about that. Oh, that's got to be such a relief, honestly. Finally, mm-hmm. that spring started. Yeah, this winter was a tough one, but it's finally like 50 degrees and sunny, so everyone's in their like t-shirts and shorts, so it's great. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I'm so happy to hear that for everybody up north. I'm a little bit spoiled down here in Florida, honestly. Complain. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually getting hot now, so it's pretty much like summer has started, so... We jumped ahead a few seasons. We don't really have seasons, truthfully, but (laughs) (laughs) now, anyhow, I'm really excited to be able to talk to you about um, Pass the Mic and this awesome project that you have going. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about first how you found your way into writing and blogging? Yeah, for sure. Um, So I started music writing interning at The Current, which is a music station that's part of Minnesota Public Radio. Um, And I knew that I was always interested in music Um, since I was little. I've been playing music, um, mostly guitars and piano, kind of taking lessons since I was young. I knew I wanted to do something that wasn't performing, but that was still involved in music. Um, So I did a couple internships in college, and one of them was writing for The Current. Um, So I've been writing for their blog for a little over two years now. Um, And that started with this internship. So that was kind of how I got introduced to music writing. Um, I had had shows on WMCN, which is my college's radio station, which was really amazing as well and kind of got me interested in the local music scene. So that's kind of how I like found my way into kind of journalism and music a little bit um, and writing about it. That's so awesome. And you kind of took that knowledge and started your own place. So that's even Mm -hmm. more exciting at that point. Yeah, for sure. Like doing that internship with The Current was definitely like what gave me the confidence to start my own blog. Um, I think, yeah, I hadn't really had experience like doing music writing before. I knew that it was something I was interested in, but like having that internship just gave me the experience and the confidence to say like, I can do this for myself. This is something that, you know, I'm capable of and I can like call myself a writer. So that's such an awesome experience to have. Um, how did you kind of start to find your way into music itself and start listening to the different like artists and musicians that you like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had been taking music lessons since I was really young. I did piano starting in like second grade and then started guitar when I was like 10 or 11. Um, and yeah, I kind of found my way into guitar through like the instrument itself because I went to the music store one day looking for a book for piano and I saw this purple daisy rock guitar it was shaped like a heart it was like the most amazing thing I'd ever seen Um, and I was like I want to play the guitar Mm -hmm. so my parents got me that for Christmas that year um, and that's kind of how I got started playing guitar which is um, yeah kind of like a silly reason maybe to like start playing an instrument was just like purple is my favorite color and this guitar is really cool mm-hmm. um, but that's how I got started taking lessons and through like playing music was really how I got introduced to like listening to different kinds of it because um, I hadn't really been that like 
concentrated in what I listened to. You know, I was like a 10 year old that just kind of listened to whatever Mm -hmm. at that point. And like having a teacher be like, have you heard of this artist? Like, have you heard of the Beatles? I was like, I really knew nothing um, at that point. So that was kind of my gateway into like learning about different genres through just like playing them. That's really cool that you had a teacher that was just starting to push you to explore different music and that kind of took you to the next level. Um, You cover a lot of really awesome independent musicians and such, and even just people in the industry too. How did you kind of find your way into that sector? Um, I think a lot of that was through like college radio, like I said. Um, Yeah, I came into college knowing that I wanted to like do more with music and kept playing guitar through that point. Um, And you know, I had been listening to a lot of different genres, but being involved with that like local music side of it um, through, you know, going to house shows and um, getting exposed to like different things really excited me. Um, And so I knew I wanted to continue to just find more new things. Um, And so, yeah, going to like events through college radio was like really exciting and kind of opened a lot of doors for me. Um, And I think like social media is really awesome these days. Like, you know, getting a Twitter and like going on and following all of these blogs that I thought were really cool has exposed me to like so much new awesome music that I don't think I would have heard of otherwise. So that's so awesome. Do you remember the maybe one of the first or a couple of the first like independent or DIY musicians or artists that just really got you hooked? Um, hmm, that's a good question. I don't know. I think I started listening to a lot of like Cherry Glazer and Potty Mouth and um, I had a radio show that was all about like female artists um, and so I was really excited about yeah I don't know I just got introduced to like a lot of different stuff at that point so it's one of those all at month at like once rushing kind of experience huh yeah for sure I feel the same way because once I started getting involved in like independent music and stuff, I found like one band and then it quickly snowballed into like whole playlists that I was putting together and like just getting Mm -hmm. hooked on everything. So I totally get that. That's so awesome. Um, So you did your internship with the current year doing stuff there. Um, What made you decide it was time to start past the mic? Um, It started as a project for a class that I took in college um, called music and entrepreneurship. Um, And that was kind of my college's first foray into like music business. Um, And so that was a really, it was the first time they had taught that class. And so it was really project based of like, go out and create a project for yourself. You know, we'll kind of talk about different ways to get funding or to like make a business plan. But it was really an individual class of like, go out, find something that you're passionate about and just like launch it. Um, So that was how I came up with Pass the Mic was Um, You know, I was thinking about doing more music writing um, after having this internship at The Current. Um, And so I was like, you know, I think I want to start my own blog. I think that'd be a really cool project. And um, so that's what kind of gave me the tools to start thinking about, like, how am I actually going to make this happen? Um, But yeah, I think I was starting to definitely read more like independent blogs at that time. Um, I discovered places like She Shreds, um, which is still one of my favorite websites and kind of the way that they focused on um, like women and non-binary artists and like really made their music the center of, you know, what they talked about. Um, Because I think I was just getting frustrated too with like seeing female artists represented, but like not really having their stories heard of kind of having like an agenda pushed on them of like, you know, always being asked like, what's it like to be a woman in music or, you know, just like 
having these certain like narratives push on them rather than have like l letting them speak for themselves. Um, so I think I really wanted to hear more of that and kind of just be able to highlight these musicians who I thought they were really, who I thought were really awesome um, and kind of let them have more of a role in like constructing their own stories. Um, so yeah, I started thinking about all of those things and then having this class really like let me actually make that tangible and like give me the tools to actually make it happen. So that's how it started. And then when the class ended, I was like, you know what, this is something that I'm excited about and I want to actually like see this through and see if it can happen. That's so awesome that you had the tools right in front of you and you were able to kind of just build up on ideas that you already had. That's really awesome. And, you know, it's really important to have those outlets and it's been such an awesome thing to see more and more um, diverse voices get platforms and discovering the places that have either existed or ones that are starting up. So it's awesome to hear that you're looking at a lot of the same resources as I do. Cause like I definitely got excited when I found places like she shreds over time and like so many others. So it just, it's like, empowering I think whenever you see that you're we don't feel like you're the only one like pushing for this mm -hmm. for sure yeah that definitely like gave me a lot more confidence to like do it of just like you know seeing how other people run things and like reading up on artists who I thought were really cool like definitely gave me more like excitement and passion to keep doing this that's awesome do you ever get ideas of like who you want to listen to or check out um, I know that's a big thing for me is I always look to other sites. I'm like, oh, who are they covering sometimes and see who, who should you talk to next? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I definitely still follow up. You know, She Shreds, The Gray Estates is another one of my favorites. And I feel love like that. Lauren is so great at like picking out people who, you know, I've really never heard of. Um, and like that gets me really excited and really encourages me to want to find smaller artists and find new people rather than just being like oh here's you know the artists that everyone is talking about and they're so great and I love them but like she really pushes me to like try to find um, more people and like introduce bands to new audiences. I love that yeah that's definitely the key part is like trying to see if you can find the voice that maybe hasn't been heard yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah for that. sure. Well one of the things that I really love about your blog aside from what you're doing as far as content wise is the name. Um, I feel like it really is resonant with a lot of the viewpoints that a lot of feminists have in independent music where I hear concepts like to the front, the photography um, based group, you know, they have that concept based off of um, trying to create opportunity for others. And um, past the mic actually reminded me of an experience I've had at a show where literally one of the, one of these really awesome bands were on women what they do every time that they play shows they literally pass the mic around and let people like scream along to songs and stuff <laughs> and like you know share each other's voices literally um that was just one of the first things i thought of whenever you introduced me to your blog um was that kind of something that you had in mind the ability to kind of just share voices and that kind of concept mm -hmm. yeah for sure i was definitely thinking about ideas too of kind of like power dynamics between how people are represented um, through different forms of journalism, whether it's like an interview or a feature. Um, I really wanted to give artists more of a say in how they're represented. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's something that I'm still continuing to think about. Like I definitely don't have all of the answers about that right now, but um, like that's why I call my like interviews conversations because um, that's how I try to run them is I don't want to come in with all the questions and be like, these are the things we're going to talk about. Um, and this is like kind of the narrative I'm going to push um, for your story. Like I want, people to feel like they have a voice in how they're represented. Um, so yeah, like I said, I'm still always trying to think about new 
ideas of how to do that. Um, but that's something that I really wanted to highlight because that's one of the things um, that really frustrated me about like how people were represented was I feel like I was seeing more blogs and websites like covering more women and covering more um, non-binary artists. But a lot of the time there was like this really narrow kind of image that they had to fit in. Um, and so I really wanted to just open that up and say like, you know, and that's one of the things that I really loved most about She Shreds was um, that, you know, they really look at their artists as musicians first and foremost. And I think that's how they should be treated. So um, yeah, that's kind of like what Pass the Mic meant to me of like, just saying, we're going to talk about things on your own terms and um, kind of represent you how you want to be represented. I love that because that's the exact trying, that's the exact goal that I try to have with this podcast too, is that, you know, you want people to take control of their narrative and there's no agenda. There's no like uh, pressure to fit into the whole, like, this is how women or um, should be presented in music or how LGBT folks should be presented in music or people of color. It's more so it's like, this is my story and my chance to share it on my terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. And I like the way that you're phrasing it as conversations rather than interviews, because it seems like you do a really great job of just like letting the natural conversation just appear as text at that point. It's not, there's no drive to it whatsoever. You're going where the artist seems to want to go in those conversations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's been like a hard lesson for me, I think, too, as like, um, like a music journalist or an interviewer or whatever. Um, has been to just kind of go with that because I feel like I always try to be very prepared and like come in with a list of questions and stuff and that can be really scary sometimes to just like let that go and just say you know what like I'm gonna do my research I'm gonna be prepared but ultimately like it doesn't really matter what questions I have and it you know doesn't really matter if I have this list of like 10 points that I want to cover like just listen to the other person and kind of see where that conversation takes you um yeah that's been something that I am like still learning and working on. Um, but I feel like that is like, those are the most exciting conversations is when you don't go in with your own idea of like, these are the important things that we're going to cover. When you just like listen to the other person, then they're talking about the things that they're excited about and like you're more engaged and actually listening to them rather than just kind of like waiting for them to finish. So you can like bring up your next point. I love that because I feel like at least whenever I was in journalism school, I feel like, um, whenever you went kind of against the grain and followed the conversation, sometimes that was a little bit discouraged, which, you know, they were like, tell the story, get the news, get the facts. And it's like, yeah, that's great. And that's useful. But at the same time, it's like, you're telling a real person's story and their real experience. So it's really important to kind of just let the story shape as it may, like <laughs> for, the, for lack of a better way to put it, put the story as it wills it almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And I think especially in like music journalism and like talking about the arts, like, you know, I didn't go to journalism school. Like I don't really have that background, but I think there's um, like a big difference in talking about like news or politics and talking about the arts and like people should have more control over like how things are represented, how things are represented when it's like, you know, their vision as an artist, they should have like, more power over that rather than just trying to like be accurate about everything or um, yeah, I don't know, like push a certain agenda. I love that. Well, I love the way you think and that definitely comes through. I feel like in your writing, it's really awesome um, to kind of backtrack a little bit. Do you remember doing one of your first like pass the mic interviews and 
um, kind of walk through how maybe you've grown over that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, my first interview experience doing interviews, um, was definitely for the current and I had been doing that for about a year before I started doing pass the mic interviews. So I think like by the time I started doing pass the mic, I kind of had more experience with that. But, um, yeah, I remember some of like even interviews that I've done, you know, in the recent past, like I'll go into it and, um, kind of have like a huge list of questions and like be way over prepared. Um, and then once I start talking, I'm like, actually, I want to like throw all of this out and not use any of it anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's been like a huge lesson for me of just kind of not going with what I think is going to be, you know, the right things to say and just listening to the other person. Definitely. And I always try to think of my interview questions more so as like guidelines and not rules because it'll kind of shape up or like help with things where there's a pause in the conversation. And instead it's like, I can focus more on what they're saying and let it just kind of have that natural flow to it. So that's mm -hmm. uh, definitely feel that. <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, I love the different th topics that you're covering on Pass the Mic. I love the concept of the talking shop feature. And that's just really neat because you're talking to people that aren't just musicians, but people that work in the industry too. What made you decide you want to talk to these folks as well? Yeah, well, I think I started doing that kind of as an extension of where I was at the end of my college career, where I knew I wanted to do something in music um, that wasn't being a performer, but I really had no idea what that meant or what the different options were. Um, and so I think that came out of me just asking a lot of questions to people being like, what does being a recording engineer mean? What does being a booking agent mean? Um, and just me kind of wanting to get those answers to just know what was out there for myself. Um, and I feel like that, like those are things that aren't talked about as much. Um, and, you know, I was just started wondering like, why don't people talk about this more? Like, I feel like a lot of these things of like how the music business works is kind of a secret and like, it's kind of based on connections. And like, if you don't have those connections, if you're not in that small circle, like a lot of this information isn't available to you, mm -hmm. um, which I think is, you know, that's, that just keeps a lot of people from entering that. Um, and that just keeps like a lot of the same kinds of people who are in those positions of power, like that just keeps getting passed on. Um, so yeah, I kind of wanted to just break down that and just spread this information. Um, cause yeah, I really didn't know what options were out there for me. Um, and so I wanted to make that more available to other people. Cause if you don't know what jobs exist, you know, you can't like aspire to them. If you don't know what your options are, you're never going to like see yourself in that role or think that you can do it. So I really wanted to just get that information out there so people could just realize what options were available to them and just also like highlight these awesome people because um, not everyone who I talk to in talking shop is local but a lot of people are from the Twin Cities scene and I feel like there's a lot of coverage of artists but a lot of times there isn't as much coverage as of people like doing stuff behind the scenes which is definitely just as important um, and so I was really excited about highlighting these people who were you know, photographers or recording engineers who were like making the awesome music in the Twin Cities happen, um, but who maybe weren't getting as much recognition for it. Definitely. Cause like, I feel like a lot of people, whether they are just avid fans of music or 
Um, even just sometimes whenever you step back, it, you're not aware of all the moving parts that happen to make a show happen, to make your favorite record be produced or shared and such. So I like that you have that intention to kind of follow up with the people who make all those like moving parts come together. Because I mean, it's important to have diversity at that level too. And not to derail, but I know that um, part of my frustration sometimes with the industry is that we see things like all straight white guy tours. Well, that's because we have the people who are the majority in the room still being straight white guys. So mm -hmm. I know that like that's, it's probably similar for you where it's like, well, maybe I can highlight this like person identifies as like not a man or this person of color who's working in that space and working to make it more diverse and inclusive. So if we highlight those folks, maybe we can start to see the change and um, other people can then see their options, like you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. If you only have, like you said, people making decisions who are like of one identity, then, you know, it's really hard for things to change. And yeah, there's still like a really narrow mindset for things. Um, and yeah, I think it's a lot easier to see for performers. Um, Cause you know, if you look at like a festival lineup and it's all straight white guys, like that's really like tangible and really like publicly accessible that information. Um, but it can be a lot harder to see like what goes on behind the scenes. You know, you don't know how many of the bookers or um, you know, how many people like making that festival happen are you know, what those people look like. Um, so I think it's important to also like think about those things too. Definitely. Cause it's like, it's the booking agents, it's the, the sound crew. It could be whoever's doing the marketing for everything, the labels that are saying yes to who gets to play on that festival. I mean, it's just like, there's a whole spider web of things that happen to make all these things that we experience occur. So it's, uh, it's great that you're thinking about that consideration as well. Mm hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And like those, you know, those jobs should be like available for people to aspire to, too. Like, you know, those should be dream jobs for, you know, young girls and young kids everywhere. Like that shouldn't just be something that's, you know, available to like a certain type of person. Definitely. Well, it's cool because you when you're doing Pass the Mic, it seems like you write about all kinds of different content. You're doing not just these conversations, but you're also um, doing reviews of like live shows and such too. Um, I read some of your pieces like where you're doing the reviews and photo. Um, what's it like for you to kind of like go out to a show and start your coverage? Yeah, it's been really fun to start taking photos at shows. Um, you know, I didn't have that much experience, like really had no experience doing concert photos um, before doing this for my blog, but I knew that I wanted to have live concert reviews um, to kind of both showcase local bands in the Twin Cities um, and also just get like more experience doing that kind of coverage um, of like writing about shows and taking photos. So yeah, I kind of went in knowing nothing about that side of it. Um, the first show that I took photos for was the band Heinz um, from Spain. I went to their show at 7th Street Entry, which is one of the venues um, in the Twin Cities, which has been one of the places that I've taken photos at mostly, which is really awesome because it's a super small space. There's maybe capacity for like two or 300 people. Um, so it's really easy to like get right up close to the stage. But um, yeah, I went to that show and there were maybe like four or five other photographers there shooting for it. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like I'm trying to, you know, just hone on this, hone in the settings on my camera that will let the most light in and get good looking photos. But, you know, I was just snapping like as many pictures as I could. Um, but yeah, I think that's 
been the way that I've learned to do photos a lot is just kind of trying it out and talking to people and asking advice when I can, but just kind of not letting that fear of like, you know, I don't know how to do this perfectly or like I don't have the training in it, kind of not letting that stop me from continuing to do it. Um, so yeah, that's been really fun. It's still sometimes like kind of overwhelming to go to a show and try to be like taking photos and also like writing notes and trying to get information for a review. Um, but that's something that I still really enjoy. Um, and so I'm kind of like on my phone, like typing notes and trying to like remember songs from the set list and like taking photos. So it's definitely really exciting and um, like a big learning opportunity for sure. Definitely. Um, when I first started out actually exploring like independent music media, I was doing a lot of like show reviews and I was, I would say 99% of the time by myself doing photo and trying to do reviews like yourself. And it was like the most like, it was a rush because you had the challenge of trying to get everything accomplished, but at the same time you're like taking in everything going on around you. And it's, it's so much fun. Um, I miss doing that more often just because it was just the balance of it all. And I liked feeling like I was getting really good at shooting photos over time too. Do you, do you feel like you've built confidence with your photography doing this as well? Yeah, I think I've definitely like gotten better. I have Lightroom now. So I use that to edit some of my photos. Um, and yeah, I think it's been a really fun side of it too, to kind of get into that like artistic side of like taking photos and editing them and kind of playing with the light and the colors. Um, so that's been a really fun way to like, engage with going to shows and um, kind of documenting that experience differently from just writing about it. So that's been really exciting um, and kind of, yeah, just a good like lesson of like, I can do this thing too. Like I didn't really know anything about shooting photos before and I just kind of went in and was like, you know what, I'm not going to let this stop me of like writing concert reviews and not having photos for it. I'm just going to go in and kind of see what happens. So that's been, yeah, really fun too. That's awesome. Do you have like a favorite venue where you like to take photos the most? I know you mentioned the one earlier, but. Yeah, I really love Simon Street Entry is one of my favorite venues in the Twin Cities um, to take photos at and also just to like go to for shows. Because um, like I said, it's so small. Um, so that makes it a really fun experience of being able to be like right up to the stage or even if you're standing in the back, like you're still right in that small room with um, really awesome bands and they get an awesome mix of um, both local bands. They have a lot of awesome lineup of local musicians like at least a couple of times a week um, and also just like nationally touring bands. Like, you know, I've seen bands like Chastity Belt and La Luz who are like some of my favorite bands um, in this tiny space, which is crazy to like be so close to them and um, just like have that feeling in like such a small space is really exciting. So that's one of my places to favorite places to go um, and to shoot at. Cause yeah, that definitely makes it easier too. is like, you know, I don't have a bunch of like zoom lenses and, um, like fancy things like that. So that definitely makes it easier to like have that smaller space to like get a wider range of shots. That's awesome. Cause then it's like, you're right there. It's easier to get the variety of shots that you need and um, you're able to experience these really awesome up and coming bands too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I just saw La 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 um, maybe like a month or two ago and um, shot photos of that for my blog as well. Um, so that was super exciting because now she just came into town um, to open um, at the main room, which is, so there's First Avenue, which is like one of the big venues in the Twin Cities and they have 7th Street Entry, which is a smaller one. And then they have the main room, which is like 2000 people. And 
Um, So that's really exciting to like be able to go to shows and like shoot photos and write about them in 7th Street Entry. And then like a couple months later, they come back and they're like playing the main room um, in front of like thousands of people. So that's really exciting to see. Isn't it awesome whenever you get to see just a band progress to that level and especially when it's so quick too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that happens all the time. Like Snail Mail is coming back and that's another band that, um, you know, played the entry. They played 7th Street Entry and um, now we're coming back like in June or July and playing the main room. And I'm sure that show, show is going to sell out. So I'm really excited to see that and hopefully get tickets for that one. I love it. Yeah, Snail Mail is so awesome. And I think uh, last time I saw Snail Mail was actually opening for Japanese Breakfast last year. And oh my gosh, that was an awesome tour, first of all. But like, yeah, I'm excited to see where that band goes to grow as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like they have got such big things ahead of them and have just like gotten so much, um, so much well-deserved attention in the past like year or so. So I'm really excited about that. Well, it's so cool to see these bands grow and see opportunities happen for them. Um, and as a blogger, you get to kind of document a lot of that. Um, and that's always exciting and fun. Um, I'm wondering what keeps you motivated to keep working on past the mic. Yeah, I think talking to smaller bands is something that really excites me. Um, like being able to talk to bands who maybe like have never done an interview before or have never been written up on a blog and like being able to just like give them that experience too has been super exciting. Um, I love covering like smaller local bands and being able to like give them that platform and kind of give them that experience in addition to like gaining experience myself as a writer. Um, that's been really exciting. Um, and yeah, in the future, I definitely want to like expand the blog and so far it's just been my project, you know, I've been the only one like writing for it. Um, but I'm really excited about hopefully getting other people to contribute as well. Um, cause like, just like I want to have other bands kind of be able to get that experience of like being interviewed and being written up. I also want to give other people, um, who maybe were like in a similar position to me like a year or two ago who really don't have a ton of experience writing or taking photos. Um, I want to be able to like get them involved too and like hear their voices and give them a platform where they can write and create content and not have to worry if it's perfect or if they have enough experience. Just be able to like share that with other people is some that's like my main goal right now is just to get other people involved on like the production end of it. That sounds awesome. Well, hopefully there are some folks listening that will want to get in touch with you and see how they can help because I love what you're doing. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love to get some more voices on past the mic. So, you know, reach out, let me know. I would love to have other people collaborate. Definitely. Well, you're, you kind of mentioned a little bit about how you love talking to these smaller bands and having those conversations. I'm wondering how have maybe the bands or um, just the different people you've talked to for past the mic, how have they maybe influenced you? Um, I think, yeah, like I've mentioned before, like having these conversations has definitely made me more comfortable just kind of like going with the flow in a conversation and like not going in with my agenda and just kind of like listening to, to where they want the conversation to go and, um, yeah, letting them direct like how they want an interview to go or like how they want to be, um, represented. Um, so yeah, I think that's been like a big, um, like learning experience for me and something that I want to like continue doing. Um, yeah. I love that. That's really awesome. And, um, 
that's that that just I feel like is a great way to grow as a writer and as somebody involved in the industry too it's just to continue to do that um with that in mind I know that you do like talking to smaller artists but if you could talk to or collaborate with anybody who's working hard in the music industry who would you want to work with I one of my favorite like bucket list artists to interview has been St. Vincent because um, like she is so awesome about kind of like controlling how she's portrayed um, like for her last for mass seduction she um, like came out with a bunch of videos that were like fake interview questions um, of like people asking her these kind of like obvious questions or ones that she thought you know weren't as smart or things that she hears all the time and kind of giving these like sarcastic answers to them so I think she's so cool and like so smart about like how she's portrayed and like kind of uses that like sarcasm and wit to be like you know I know what people are going to say about me but like here's what I have to say for myself um so she's so cool and I would love to be able to talk to her but yeah I don't know there there are so many so it's hard to pick Definitely. I'm always going through like my list over time of like, who can I talk to next or who might be interested in talking to me? And, um, you know, it's, it's fun to kind of continue to kind of chase opportunity like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, I know you mentioned trying to get some help here with pass the mic, but what are some things that maybe you'd want to accomplish with the blog over maybe the next year or so? Yeah, I think getting other contributors right now is my main goal. Um, I really want to have other people writing for the blog, taking photos, um, and really like have more voices in there. Um, that's really my main goal right now. Um, so I'm really like thinking about ways that it can expand. I would love to start a podcast for it as well, which is, um, again, something that I think like having more people on the team would kind of like free up more time because right now this is just something that I do in my free time and I love yeah. doing it. Um, but that can kind of be hard pressure to put on it of like, if I only have this much time in my week, you know, I can't be putting out as much content as I want to. So I think having other people um, would be really helpful for that. Um, so starting a podcast and maybe even having a zine would be super exciting and having that be like, um, maybe like an all local zine and being able to like highlight things going on in the Twin Cities would be really exciting. Um, so yeah, I have like a couple ideas for it, but I think just like getting other people and like getting more voices in there is really what I'm most excited about right now and kind of like hearing other people's ideas for what this should be because, um, you know, I think the name is kind of at the heart of it of like pass the mic and um, this is like something that I started, but I don't want it to just be my voice in there. I want to like hear from other people's perspective and if other people have ideas of like how to run it or people I should be talking to or um you know, whatever, I want to like hear other people's voices in there and like give other people the opportunity to like talk to artists they want to talk to and highlight the things that they think are going on that are really cool. I love that. What advice would you give to somebody who does want to start their own blog the way that you have? Um, I think ask questions is a really big one. Um, I think that's something that, you know, I've still kind of been like shy about doing um, of like reaching out to people who I think are cool um, because I'm like they would be too busy or you know like they're too big of a blog to like answer my questions but um, I think that's really one of the best way to learn um, I think you know you can learn a lot from just kind of like going out there and doing it like you know I did with taking photos like you can just kind of like push yourself to try something new um, but there are so many awesome resources out there and like you know, if you're thinking about like starting a blog or a project, there are probably other people you look up to um, that you're maybe like 
thinking about or, you know, reading their blog. Um, so like ask them questions because I'm sure they would be happy to answer it and you could learn a lot from like listening to their experiences. That's really well said. I think that the more you talk to people, the easier it gets. And that's the best advice you could probably give somebody, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like reach out to the other people in your community too, um, which is like something that I want to start doing more um, of like reaching out to other people who want to like collaborate and um, who want to write because yeah, you don't have to like go into a project being all alone. And I think when you have other people to bounce ideas off of, like that gives you a lot more confidence and um, can kind of really help like jumpstart things. Awesome. Well, everybody listening needs to reach out to Colleen and help <laughs> out and also like help grow this really awesome blog. I'm a huge fan of what you're doing and I'm excited to see what you do next. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm excited to keep growing it and yeah, keep hearing from more, more voices. Great. Well, where can everybody keep up with you and pass the mic online? Um, so we're at passthemic.com. It's pass-the-mic.com. Uh, we have a Facebook and recently launched a Twitter too. So we're on some of the major social media platforms. So you can say hi to us there. And it's an email on the website as well. So if you want to collaborate or just say hello, um, yeah, pick whichever channel you're excited about. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure that there's some links in the show notes for everybody listening so that way they can give you a follow and check out what you're up to. Thanks so much for joining, Colleen. Yeah, thanks so much for talking to me.
Up at Graveyard by Gully Boys. Thank you so much to Colleen for sharing what she puts into Pass the Mic and her vision for the future. Be sure to bookmark the site and go follow on social media. She's got some great pieces coming, and clearly she has great taste in music with all these awesome bands that have been featured on the pod this week. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, and so many more. Want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I'd love to hear from you. If you like what you hear and have some spare change, drop a virtual tip at the Anger Girl Music Coffee page. All cash there goes toward helping with expenses for hosting across all of your favorite apps, a future website, and other future projects ahead for the pod. I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, work in publicity, or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work, and let's chat. Don't forget, Death Protector Fest is coming this May to Gainesville, featuring a ton of podcast alum and friends. Death Protector Collective with the alternative angry girl music of the indie rock persuasion, the fest, and smart punk records present a one-day festival all for free on May 11th. Join us at the backyard at Boca Fiesta and Palomino Pool Hall to see Slingshot Dakota, Dikembe, Little League, Pool Kids, Expert Timing, Woolbright, Pez, Night Witch, Teenagers, and Super Haunted. Check the show notes for links and more info. Time, stay angry, and stay tuned for new episodes returning mid-April. Rounding out this episode is the most impactful song of 2019, the one that is truly the rallying anthem for all of us fighting for equal opportunity in music. I am so grateful for Slingshot Dakota, who consistently write the songs I need to hear, and for fighting so hard for all of us who need platforms and accessibility. They wrote this song louder to confront their experiences and pushing back against those who won't step up and help. And it's a solid reminder that collectively, we are louder and we're able to make change. That's how this podcast exists, because a bunch of people inspired me, including Slingshot Dakota and so many other people. Like, you can see it in all the guests that I've had on here. It's awesome. And there are so many people who are trying to create opportunity for others, and it's great. And I'm so proud of everybody who works so hard. So ponder on all of that while I'm away and ask what you can do to help make the voices of your friends be heard. Here's Ladder by Slingshot Dakota. I love you all. See you soon. Not again.